Hello and welcome to the Jim Baker Family Show. Coming to you from the village of Morningside, USA, snuggled in the beautiful Ozark Mountains. Today is day two with our special guest, the senior pastor of Hickory Hammock Baptist Church and radio and television host, Pastor Carl Gallops. Our co-hosts today are Marcelo Woodall, Mondo De La Vega, and I'm Ricky Baker. And now, live from Grace Street at Morningside, USA, here are your hosts, Pastors Jim and Lori Baker. Thank you, Ricky Baker. Yes, Welcome I... each of you to our show today. Yes. We have with us in the house, Pastor Carl Gallo. <laughs> yes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> One of our faves. He's the lifelong senior pastor <laughs> of Hickory Hammock Baptist Church in Milton, Florida. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All and of the life that I can remember. That's, <laughs> right. that's how long I've been there. That's right. Yeah. I can only remember back about 37 years, and that's how long I've been there. So. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. You have a blessed And you're a best-selling author yes. yeah, of thanks many books. Thanks to the books. Jim Baker Show. <laughs> many books. And... Yeah. Uh, Let's get. Let's just jump right into something. Where are we right now? Where do you feel we are according to the Bible and and in the prophecies yeah. in the Bible? And uh, we we've been talking a lot about Noah lately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And because Jesus said, as it was in the days yeah. of Noah, just like it was. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. are well, we there? Yeah. Well, listen. As you know, I don't set dates, and you don't either. But your but the, your question is a good one, and it's a biblical one. And there's a biblical answer. We are living the most prophetic time since the first coming of Jesus Christ. I've been saying that for years, right here on yeah. this show. Yeah. And and that is a truth. It's not just some little little thing I made up to sound sensational. Mm -hmm. It is true. It's just think about the first century folks when they were looking for Messiah. That's it. All down through the ages in the Old Testament, all these prophecies of everything. And then in the first century, he came and he fulfilled all of those. And then that's why Peter in 1 Peter and 2 Peter, basically he slaps his head. I can see him going, now we have the word of God made more certain. Now the prophecies are made more certain. Now, we, And what he's saying is, we're living, we lived in it. We are living in it. Mm -hmm. We were there when the Messiah chose us on the lake, on Lake Galilee. We didn't know he was the Messiah then, but we hoped he was. And we were there when he raised the dead. We were there when he fed the 10,000. We were there when he calmed the waves. We were there at the cross. We were there at the resurrection. We were there for the 40 days that he taught afterwards. We were there when the church was born. We're living in everything the Old Testament prophesied. Mm -hmm. And for thousands of years, it never happened until our time. Well, I'm telling you, we are now living in those exact same days on the other side of that wow. because the nation of Israel has returned to the Middle East. Yes. yes. Amen. Ezekiel 37 is Very one cool. example. There's many examples in the scriptures that prophesy that. Mm -hmm. Isaiah 49 and on and on. They're all coming to my mind, so let me hush. But not only that, but then Ezekiel 38 goes on to say about a coalition of nations that will come together in the last days, and they have their sights on getting rid of Israel. Well, that very coalition, and again, it would take an hour to preach it, and you've done it, is happening now. Even Orthodox Jewish rabbis who cared nothing about the Christian faith, nothing about the New Testament, they say, we're in those days. This is happening. We see it happening. Mm -hmm. So we know that. So Israel is like the time clock. Israel, yes, it boom. Is. It is God's time. It's his hourglass. Okay? So that's happening. Then we're living in the age of technological explosion yeah. that Daniel prophesied, Jesus prophesied. 
the book of Revelation prophesies, and, and th there's no technology that you can see spoken of in the Bible. And there's a lot of weird technology if you lived just 100 years ago that mentioned, you know. Uh, the book of Revelation alone right. caused everyone to take a mark. Nobody can buy or sell or say, well, how do you do that 100 years ago? Yeah, um, you call down fire from heaven. We'll make images live and breathe. Uh, how, how can you do that 100 years ago? Well, see, we see that now, and you're already thinking, well, we got this and this, and we're already doing this and they this and this. They already have. Well, Mondo, I've, you, you and I, we've been reading about it. Artificial yeah. intelligence. They have artificial and, Jesuses. Yes. Yeah. That's my they point. And, and so when and so they go to Jesus is is this monster whatever <laughs> artificial yeah, artificial, yeah, artificial intelligence. So and it talks to them and and just like you would you know pray to God in heaven only you're praying to this monster. Yeah, and people <laughs> do it. And so maybe that's a part of the we system. You keep using the word monster. I believe it is. So so we've got Israel return. We've got the nations colliding together and colluding together to attack. Um, we've got technology explosion and every technology that the Bible mentions, and especially when you get into Revelation, we already have it. We already have it. And we're the first generation to have it. Now, that's not to say that every allusion to technology here is exactly what we have now. Right. But I'm saying we can see, no, we no longer laugh. When we come to the book of Revelation and say, images right. live and breathe, right. uh, the whole world's going to take a mark. People used to go, oh, well, okay, that sounds like fairy tale. We go, yeah, yeah, we can do that. We can do that now. We do all of that now. Call fire down from heaven. We do that now. Military does all the time, right. using satellites and GPS and computers. China and can, I spy on every human being in China. They can, they can know where they're going. It's not just China, bro. And they can keep <laughs> them. Well, I'm just saying, I yeah. know China has this yeah. development. And so there's the, the technology's been yeah. developed. Yeah. Yeah. And this AI, I was just, uh, I, I watched uh, Netanyahu this week yeah. at, the, at the UN, and he was, he, he was yeah. more concerned about AI probably than anything else. Yeah. I, listen, it's like any new technology. I am not one that hates technology. I love technology. Mm -hmm. I'm a techno geek. Mm -hmm. I use it all the time. You guys are using it right now. You're surrounded by it. There are, there's a lot of good things. The preaching of the gospel is going to the whole world, just like Jesus yeah. said, and then the end will come. All the nations will hear the gospel. And, and the implication of the Greek language and the structure there is we'll continue to hear. We'll keep hearing. It'll go on and on and on, and then the end will come to that generation that sees that technology. Well, we're the only, we're it. Yeah. It's before us, it has never been 24-7 information communication. When I was a kid, there really wasn't television used yet. Yeah. So I saw television come into being. And that was the latest, greatest technology. And, then, and I remember radio. Yeah. Laying on the floor and, and listening to radio. Radio was amazing when it came because it well, was before television. Yeah. But all this, this technology is not that old. No, it's not. That's my point. We're the generation, yeah. Pastor Jim. We I try to get this through. And AI to... is so advanced that I don't even, I don't get it totally. But I saw something on TV the other day, and they had two guys sitting next to each other, and one of them was AI, and the other one was the real person. And, and basically, they were saying, you know, this is what AI can do. And I'm looking, 
and it, it was looked like the same guy. And we're just in the beginning stages of it, brother. This is the new nuclear power, the new nuclear weapon of today's world. Mm -hmm. See, did this change your lives? Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know what this is? Artificial intelligence. You know what else it is? It is weak artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. And it changed our lives. It still does. We are addicted to it. We mm -hmm. need it. My whole life and office and communication with everybody in the world I know is here, plus documents, plus passcodes, plus mm -hmm. secret numbers, and plus it's mm -hmm. all right there. Changed my life, and this is nothing compared to artificial intelligence because now we have this invention of quantum computing because of quantum physics. Now we know how to store information much more mind-boggling multiplied into the trillions of times more information, and we can communicate that information almost at the speed of light, or at least we're getting ready to, quantum computing. Now, if you have that kind of information mm -hmm. and then information transference, then you can create a, an artificial human brain, yeah. artificial intelligence. Because now it's operating at almost the speed of light, which our brain operates more quicker than that. Right. In other words, look, I'm doing my finger, I'm moving, I'm talking, I'm speaking. I didn't even know I was going to say those words mm -hmm. or those words or those words. Exactly. But I'm saying them because it's all fitting together. Why? Because I've got a brain that God created. Yes. Satan can't speak and create a human or a brain. No. But not. he uses technology. Where do you think? What did he tempt Adam and Eve in the garden? If you would do this thing, you can be like us and you can eat of the tree of the fruit of knowledge, mm. of good, it's good, and evil. Mm -hmm. We are eating of that. Our whole world is eating of that now. Is internet good? Yeah. Is it evil? Yeah. Is artificial intelligence good? Oh, yeah, they're already using it for good stuff in medical industry and stuff like that. But does it have the potential for evil? All the people that invented it are screaming, yes, this could destroy us. And so if the United States, for example, says, you know what, we're going we're gonna to outlaw this research into that, research into that. Well, China and Russia, they don't care. They're going to do what they want to do. We can't control them. Yeah, you can't control and the you can't. So, so what's happening is even our people are saying, well, we got to keep up with it. We can't let China get ahead. We yeah. can't let Russia. It's, it's toothpaste. It's out of the box. It's trying to put toothpaste back in the tube. Yeah, it right. can't be done. No. It, and so, and that's what these guys are saying. We, we now have all this technology, CRISPR-Cas9, genetic editing. I yeah. mean, you know, I mean, you know, mRNA, how to send mm -hmm. messages to DNA mm -hmm. and to change things in people. Did you ever think you'd live to see this? Well, I, listen, Out of control that it could take over? Here's the thing. Right now, we don't know what we don't know yeah. is coming. True. Well, when I was a kid, I heard about, you know, the, the scriptures and where it was headed. But no, when I was a kid, I could not have imagined of a computer no. or a cell phone. Oh, no. Yeah. Listen, Absolutely. listen, the, the TV show Jetsons yeah. was all science fiction, right. exactly. but even there, they didn't have cell phones. No, they, they didn't, didn't even envision it. They uh -huh. couldn't even think of it. That's right. There were no cell phones That's on right. the Jetsons. It's crazy, isn't it? It is crazy. They had flying like, cars, but no one envisioned yeah. a cell phone. Right. So we don't know what we don't know. I didn't know what That's I didn't true. know. I did not dream that we would see all of this like that, but we've like fish, frogs being boiled slowly mm -hmm. over our lifetimes, yeah. we've watched it, and then we start using it without even thinking. Listen, Google, 
or any other search right. engine, but that's right. the most famous in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, when you use that and you put information in, that's weak artificial intelligence. Weak. Yeah. Even though I can put in, you know, and ask it a question and boom, instantly the answer is there and a whole page full of documentation to show you that answer is correct or, you know, mm -hmm. at least as far as they're concerned it is. And so that's weak AI. So when you take quantum computing, information at the speed of light almost, and mega, 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 mega information. In other words, a, an, an artificial intelligence generated being mm -hmm. that's connected to the web and to the internet now has access to all the information in the world and they can retrieve it, articulate it, store it, and re-articulate it at the speed of light. It's almost like you're talking to a human being. It's almost like Do a you human know brain. That's what people are terrified of. This horrible strike, the, the whole world's striking, it seems like right now, and Hollywood's been striking. And one of the things Hollywood's worried about is that they're going to take their images of the of the actor. Yeah, I've seen and that. And they're, they're going to just, instead of hiring this actor to come back, they're just going to eat AI. You can. You can already do it. Yeah. And, and they just make that person mm -hmm. real. Mm. When I heard Netanyahu <laughs> on, at the UN, he, why would he take a big percentage of his speech to the, to the world to warn about AI? And I'll tell you what. I know what. God has given to the, the Holy Land, as we'll call it, yeah. to Israel. And Israel has more technology probably than the United States does. Right. They're a tremendous technology. Carl, Pastor Carl, you could probably tell us more about, about that. Yeah. Rick, Rick I can feel an itching over here. I can, I can feel an itching over here. <laughs> well, but you, you were getting ready to say something. Yeah. Too, so so I just think it's vital ahead. for people to understand, especially what you're talking about, the strike thing. People realize that they're going to make this a beautiful thing that you want to enjoy. Yes. There was an application that was going wild on social media where people would submit their photo, yeah. and then this pic would take your face, and they'd put you on a bunch of different... You know, they'd make you a supermodel. They'd make you a race car driver. Whatever you want it to be, they would develop about 15, 20 images, and you pay about $4. What you don't realize in the contract was that they now have permanent rights to your photo and your face mm. to do whatever they want with. Wow. So one of the issues with this is this was owned by a large media company. So what they're saying is we no longer have to hire actors and actresses to play background roles. We can now use your face to do that. Mm. Why? Because you signed your rights away over for a... $4.95, 15 pictures that you'll post on Facebook for people to laugh at for a couple of minutes. You, you are, they're slowly getting us accustomed to selling our rights away. Why? Because they want us to be digital beings first mm -hmm. and then physical beings after that. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, the thing I'm, that, I, that, Carl, I'm concerned about is that my generation and some of the older generation really don't get AI. I think AI is far, far, far. It's right here in the pages. Of more scripture. dangerous than what we. We just think it's another I cinema. I agree. And it's not. Yeah, it's it's right here in the pages of Scripture. We we now see it. I mean, twenty years ago, we we're gonna. Let me just say this: we're not, we're gonna have to 
our McDonald's and our all of our fast food chains are going to have to have to go to AI because of the competition. Com- well, the they can't cost. afford to pay twenty dollars yes. an hour. Labor, yeah, labor competition, and, and and the left is just insisting that wages go up, but you're not going to get. A twenty cent hamburger anymore? Yeah, <laughs> you're like the old days. Yeah, you, because you 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 can't do that when you're having to pay twenty dollars for the labor. Yeah, listen, everything is connected. The Bible says that, especially everything evil. Everything prophetic is connected. That's the good side. The evil side is everything evil is connected. Mm. That's why Paul told us in Ephesians six. You live in a flesh and blood world. You see things in flesh and blood. You deal with things in flesh and blood, but never forget your battle is not against flesh and blood, but it is against spiritual powers of wickedness in the heavenly places, in the unseen realms. Mm. We don't know what we don't know. I've used this illustration a million times Mm -hmm. right here, and I never exaggerate. A million times. I never exaggerate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We haven't used it a million times, yes, but yes, but I've yes. used it many Bend times. It, yeah. I want to stick it in here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because when you think about the unseen realms, and sometimes there are Christians that just weren't brought up into the Word like you guys have in mm-hmm. other churches, and they read that and they hear that and they say, "I don't understand all that. What does that mean?" Anytime you get hung up on that, think of the fish at the deepest parts of the ocean in the Mariana Trench, five miles down, they don't have a clue that we are here. Right. And they cannot know we are here. But five miles above them, there are eight billion of us that are like gods yeah. to them. Right. We can go into their world and destroy it. They cannot come. And there's no fish that can come up and come to the Jim Baker show and sit here and talk. <laughs> they, 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 they can't even comprehend mm. anything like that. Mm. That's what Paul is trying to tell us. Don't forget, he was caught up. Second Corinthians chapter 12, he says, I know a man that was caught up. He's talking about himself because he goes on to say, and I was not permitted to tell, and I. So we know mm-hmm. he's talking about himself, but he's talking about nice, and, 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 and he says, I'm telling you, your mind cannot conceive. Your ear has never heard. Your eye has never seen. But what he saw in the realm of God's throne was so amazing. He said, I'd rather be absent from my body and present with the Lord now Mm -hmm. because I see what's coming for those that know the Lord and love the Lord. But the problem is he was trying to tell the church and the world and now us through through the scripture Mm -hmm. that you better have eyes to see what's coming on this world if you're not connected to the Savior because that is wickedness to the nth degree. Satan is a murderer and a liar from the beginning. He murdered in the Garden of Eden. He lied in the Garden of Eden. He called God a liar in the Garden of Eden. All of that is happening right now. Somehow he might have been messing with the womb because his sentence from God was from the womb of this woman that you deceived is going to come a male child that's going to crush your kingdom. That had to have infuriated Satan to mm. think that a baby human child that he despises, the, the number one cause of death right now on the planet, it has been for decades, is abortion. Mm-hmm. 70 to 100 right. million yeah. children every oh, single God. year, year in and year out Worldwide. for decades. Mm-hmm. World War II mm-hmm. killed 60 million in that entire war. Wow. Every year we have two World War IIs of the slaughter of children on this planet, and nobody says a word about it. 
Nobody says That's a word. Sick that is Satan attacking. He's filled with rage. He knows his time is short. He knows what Jesus did. He came through the womb of a woman, fooled Satan all the way to the cross, all the way to the resurrection. Now, Revelation 12 says not only did that happen, but he said now he goes off to make war against those who hold to the testimony of Jesus Christ. That's us. And we're watching it happen. We're watching it unfold. And most of the church just goes, la, 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 tiptoe through the tulips. Right. According to their own surveys. I'm not just sitting up here pontificating. I'm telling you what their surveys say. Mm -hmm. They don't know. They don't hold a worldview. Well, you know, Supreme Court said marriage can be anything. So, you know, we got to be keepers of the law. The Supreme Court said, so that's okay. And, you know, if we want to take little children to school and tell them they can be an opposite sex and everything, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's now legal. Okay, really? Really? Let me do that with your children in my church. What are you going to do? You're going to want to hang me high. Yeah. But yet right. the same people that want to hang me high will get up the next morning, take their kids, and drop them off in the public school. That's right. Wow. And it's okay. I mean, we're, the world is upside down. Yeah. And it's going into a derangement of mind. Yeah. All of that is in the scriptures. It is. The whole thing of AI, images that live and breathe and speak and move, all of that's in the book of Revelation. Calling fire from heaven, we've got weapons that do that now. All of that's there. Everybody taking a mark and reporting to the beast system or else you can't buy or sell or trade or eat. Again, look at COVID, the grooming. That was one of the threats. If you don't do what we say with your body, what we say, and with your churches, what we say, we will shut you down, put you in prison. We will take away your money. We will take away your, your uh, retirement. We will fire you. You cannot work. And if you cannot work, you can't eat That's if right. you don't take the mark. And I'm not talking about the vaccine. I'm talking about right. putting your mind and your heart to that B system that says, do this, do this, do this, shut down, do this, do that. Get, I, I, that yeah. was the beginning of yeah. it. We're being groomed we right now. We are being groomed. And so, so we're the Noahs Shocking. standing in the front of the ark every day. Yeah. And we're the right. lots standing in front of our house watching yeah. Sodom and Gomorrah go by our front door every day. Right. And the whole world thinks it's cool. Wow. And, and Jesus said the coming of the Son of Man will be just like that. Wow. Just like that. Just like that. And the general atmosphere just of both of those days, Jesus said, they'll be buying and selling and and, and eating and drinking and giving in marriage. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. Right. Jesus isn't condemning buying and selling or giving in marriage right. or eating and drinking. What he's saying is right in the middle of the most prophetic times, Israel will be, I'm, I'm adding this, Israel will be back, technology will explode, all these things will happen. They will just go on with life as though they don't see it. That's wow. so true. And mm-hmm. that's exactly where we are. It yes. is. Wow. And so AI comes up and People go, oh, no, no, that's terrible, that's terrible. Okay, we got a ball game today, and we got to do this, and we got to do that, and we go on. We don't think about it again Mm -hmm. until Jim Baker comes Mm -hmm. on and reminds everybody. And then they go, yeah, 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 yeah. And two weeks later, they forget it again. Nobody preaches it in the pulpits. And this is what I'm just, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm praying the church people, and that's why we need preachers who preach the whole Bible, the the revelation even, you know. (laughs) Because they need to understand they where we that. are. It's biblical what, what yeah. we're going through. We've been commanded and, to know And everything times. you're telling us, and you, you pointed out to us, everything that we're going through right now, people, is in the Bible. It's in there, right down to and, AI. And that's why I have the, the network here called the Voice of the Prophet. Because 
I bring you men of God who will tell you where we are mm -hmm. in this amazing book that God has given to us. You know, AI is something that it's going to take me a long time to get it through to people. But according to a recent headline, BlackRock sits at the top of the yeah. deep state. I probably shouldn't say that on TV, but that's, I'm just quoting, I'm quoting another headline. And God spoke to me about BlackRock a few months ago. I want to ask you about it. That it holds the power to reshape the global economy. Yes, it does. How did BlackRock and its leaders gain so much yeah. power? Okay. Technically and physically, we can speak to that. Spiritually, we know how it's gaining its power. This is Satan's world, folks. If you can just keep saying that, yeah, it answers it. a whole bunch of questions. All right, now, humanly, you know, there's nothing wrong with investing and providing investments for people. A lot of this started at the first Boston, I think, bank and some of these huge investors mm -hmm. and, and stock fund holders were, they, they were brilliant and they decided to go off on their own and develop a team and they did and they had a few failures, but then eventually other people started investing. Blackstone, which was before them, they became a part of it, loaned them money. BlackRock then took it and expanded it today. They are worth $10 trillion. Wow. Wow. Now, that is that like a cabal is of that, people, of men? Yes, or yes. And I, and I don't know these people. I'm not saying they're all evil. I'm just saying that when you control that much of an economy, listen, there are only three economies in the world that go beyond uh, $20 trillion of, of power. And that's the United States, the European Union, mm -hmm. and China. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So BlackRock is almost an economy that can compete, and it's an investment company. Wow. They have that much money, that much power. They're connected to 30 or 40 different nations with offices in those nations. My. And, and so they're not, you know, maybe they are all evil, but I don't know these people, but some of them are just genius investors, mm -hmm. kind of like the people that invented computers. They're just genius people with technology. Mm -hmm. Does that make them evil? Well, it could. And could they become evil eventually? And they become billionaires and billionaires and maybe trillionaires. <laughs> so it's money and power and the lust for more that drives everything in Satan's economy. So BlackRock now has reached a point um, where it is, it can influence world governments. Listen, even, um, uh, gosh, what's the guy's name? George Soros. Mm -hmm. He has come out and try, trying, to, trying to tear it down, speaking against it. Because, <laughs> yeah, because, you know, they got more money than he does. And, and they've got more power. And he sees them. Now he's coming out in, in, in the, under the guise of, I want to protect America. I want to protect America's economy and America's power. When has he ever wanted to protect Honestly, America? That is crazy. Well, it's because it's because he's feeling left out. I think. Oh, I mean, I wow. may be just speaking out of school here, but this, these are my thoughts, oh. and you asked what my thoughts were. Yeah. But yeah, so that's what's happening with okay. with BlackRock, Black and Black it's just these kinds of powers, this mm -hmm. kind of money, 
this kind of lust for more is going to grow and grow and grow. And along comes quantum computing. Along comes artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. It's going to feed right into all of that. Mm -hmm. It's just headed. The Bible says, Daniel says, and the end will come like a flood. Like a flood. And so it's happening it feels like, like it already. That. Yeah. And I don't set dates. It may be 100 years, 200 years, uh-huh. 400 years. I don't think so because Israel's back. Technology has exploded. All of these things that we can go through and say, and we're the first generation to see it happen, and and, which means we're the only generation that has ever lived to see the convergence of these huge prophetic declarations, and every one of them are attached to the end times. Even Jesus in Matthew 24, he's answering the questions of the disciples about the times of the end. And in Matthew 24, verse 14, he says something that so many people just kind of look up and say, oh, isn't that sweet? He says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be being preached unto the whole world, then the end will come. Mm -hmm. Well, he said, well, we've always been preaching the gospel. Listen to what his words say. Go back and look at the Greek. This gospel of the kingdom, most translations say, will be preached, but the, but the Greek is saying, will be being preached wow. unto the whole world. And Greek scholars are looking at that saying, he meant the world that was not even discovered yet. Right. He meant our time. We now know the whole world. Yeah. And what are we doing? The only generation that has instantaneous communication information systems, we are using technology, right. the tree of good and evil, (laughs) and we're pulling the good fruit off of it, and we're taking the gospel to the whole world. Now watch. So we take this program right here. Mm -hmm. It goes to the world, but what? It's archived until Jesus comes. Right. So in the years to come, millions and millions and millions of people will have seen this show. Right. And so, and we're just one entity like that. So we're the first generation living in that. Jesus was talking about a technological explosion that would allow the gospel to be preached to 8 billion people at once and forever all over the world. He says, when you see that generation, then the end will come. And it's the first time. Yeah. Again. The first time. It's unprecedented. It's the first time. Okay, so you you were talking um, yesterday's broadcast about being that we're ambassadors, yeah. that we're to yeah. be all these <laughs> these things, right? Yeah. Christ-like, be, we're, yeah. we are his ambassadors. Yeah. So what's the foundation behind all of that, Thank you. Pastor? Here's what I want you, I, I preached this um, at, at, at the mm-hmm. camp meeting, mm-hmm. um, and that was, as we're making Amazing. this, it was, yeah, mm-hmm. not too long ago. And, um, but I, I, I think this information just needs to get out to the churches. Now, now I'm going to tell you, some people aren't going to like it, but it's like I told the church last night. I said, I'm going to show you some things, and it's going to get down to the PowerPoint of it. It's going to rock your world. Mm -hmm. But by the time we get there, you will have seen all of the foundation to it. So when we get there, you will say, Mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, Mm -hmm. you're right. It's not that I'm right. The Bible's right. I'm just showing you what it says in context. And so much preaching and teaching down through the ages has been without context Mm -hmm. or without Mm -hmm. the proper context. And so we arrive at these you know, the ancient Jews did it. Jesus said, you're nullifying the word of God by holding to your traditions. To the traditions yeah. In other words, you yeah. have your traditional understanding of the scriptures mm-hmm. and you've put it down through the generations mm-hmm. and you're wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Therefore, the generations of teaching are wrong. Okay, mm-hmm. so follow me. Here All go. right, here's what I'm going to do. 
Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give some Hebrew words and Greek words. I want the audience to know, our live audience, the people mm-hmm. that are watching, mm-hmm. you don't have to remember these Greek words okay. in Hebrew. I'm not trying to take you to seminary. Okay. It's just when I get to the punch point, you will see why I've done it, and then you will know what you're looking at. Is everybody with yes, me? Yes, we're with okay. you. Okay, so I'm just going to quote this, or at least uh, at least paraphrase it. But in Psalm 28, the first two or three or four verses, it's mm-hmm. a Psalm of David. And one of the things he says, he says, I will raise my hands towards the holy place or the holy sanctuary, depending upon which, which um, translation you have. Now, what I showed the folks when I was teaching this and preaching mm-hmm. this in conference was in the Old Testament, the word in English, the word temple is found several hundred times mm-hmm. in the English translations. They went up to the temple. They did this in the temple. They did that in the temple. They did that in the temple. Well, and we know the temple is a building and then the holy place is inside. We know that. And so but when we come to Psalm, uh, well, let me just say this. So the word temple that we see in English is made up of two major Hebrew words or phrases. So when we read our English Bible, sometimes we lose the nuance of what's lying underneath. So the word hekal, and you don't have to remember this, but it's phonetically H-E-Y-K-A-L, hekal, okay? That means the building and Solomon's colonnade and the building on the Temple Mount, the hekal, okay? Mm -hmm. It's like a church building, you know, a campus, a campus here, mm-hmm. the Jim Becker Show campus, mm-hmm. all right, the Haykal, all right? Mm-hmm. But the holy place, and for right now, for illustration, let's say this is the holy place of the Jim Becker uh, ministries. This is, where, this is where we meet with God. This is where we put the word of God out. This is where God speaks to us, the holy of holies, the holy place. In Hebrew, that's called the Mikdash, okay? Mm-hmm. The Haykal and the Mikdash. Now, we see temple, and a lot of times it can say Haikal, and they'll say the temple. Sometimes it might say Mikdash, but in our English it says the temple. But there's a little difference there. It's like if I say, well, I went up to the Jim Baker show. I, I went up to, the, um, to their facilities. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, did you go into where they make the shows and preach the word? Well, no. Well, then you didn't really go to the Jim Baker show. You went to the facilities. Does everybody understand right, that? Right. All right. Now, that's important. Okay. Just wait. Just wait till we get into the okay. New Testament, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, but when you get to Psalm 28, if you'll get an interlinear Bible, and you can get them all over the internet now, where he says, I raise my hand to the holy place, it's not Hekal, and it's not Mikdash. But wait a minute. He's talking about that. Now, there was no temple in David's day, but he did restore the tabernacle worship. He did bring the ark back. He did start the sacrifices back, okay? So he's talking about raising his hand towards the holy place, and there, that word is, I raise my hand towards the deber, D-E-B-I-R. It's pronounced like deb, Mm D-E-B-A-I-R, A-I-R, deber, all right? What's what's a deber? Listen, let me tell you. It is a nickname for the Mikdash. It's a, it means the sanctuary, but the nickname means something much deeper. And it's found 16 times in the Old Testament. It's found 10 times in 1 Kings. It's found five times in 2 Chronicles. And it's found once in Psalm 28. So if you ever forget this and you say, what was that word? What was that word? Just go to Psalm 28 where it says, I raise my hand in the holy place, get on the interlinear, and it's right there, Deber. Okay? You can get into all the Hebrew dictionaries, and here's what that nickname means. I will raise my hands to the holy word place. 
the holy word place. Why? Because all the way back in Exodus, when God gave Moses the tabernacle, he said, now behind the veil, this is the holy word place. This is where I will speak to you, and you will speak to me, and you take what I have spoken to you out to the people. This is the holy word place. Now, follow me. Now, you've got all that. Now, let's get to the New Testament. Same thing happens in the New Testament. We get to the New Testament, and we see the word temple in our English translations dozens of times, okay? There are two words, okay? There's the hieron, H-I-E-R-O-N. Hieron, that means, that's synonymous with the heikai. It's the building, okay? The hieron that's on the Temple Mount, okay? Then... The sanctuary that's inside, and particularly behind the veil, that's called the naos, okay? The naos, this sanctuary. Let me give you a modern illustration. If you say, listen, uh, Pastor Carl, we're going to go up to the church, and uh, we're going to sing in the choir and lead worship. Okay, that's fine. We know what they're talking about. But the, but the most correct way to say it, we're going up to the church facilities, and we're going into the sanctuary where we will lead worship and sing in the choir. Does that make sense? Yes, but we sometimes just use them back and forth like they mean the same thing, but they don't. Mm -hmm. And watch, I'm going to show you. It's okay. going to blow you away. Okay. Okay. So now we get to the New Testament. This is a rhetorical question you don't have to answer, but who's the most famous rabbi the world has ever known? The Apostle Paul. Oh, he wrote half the New Testament documents, right. 8 billion people on the planet, Three billion claim to be Christians, so we know three billion people know who Apostle Paul is. But I guarantee you, Muslims know who he is. Uh, it, it, uh, the Hindus know who he is. The Buddhists know who he is. They may not like him or, or, or uh, subscribe to his writing, but they know. He's the most famous rabbi the planet has ever known. He wrote almost half the New Testament yes, documents. Now, I said all that because we're going to go to his documents because we find that word temple throughout half of the New Testament, and he wrote it. Now, I'm going to ask another rhetorical question. Okay. He was a Hebrew of Hebrews. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He was on his way to being on the Sanhedrin Council. Do you think he knew Hekal and Mikdash? Of course, it's yeah. Hebrew. He, he speaks Hebrew. He knows it. Do you think he knew Deber? It's, it's 16 times in the Old Testament. He yes. was a student of the Old right. Testament. Of course, mm -hmm. he knows. Of course he knows. Does he know Greek? Of course. The, all of his documents are written in Greek. Does he know yeah. Aramaic? Of course. That's deeply yeah. related to Hebrew. Does he know Latin? It's the official language of the Roman government. He's a Roman citizen. He went to the University of Tarsus. I'm sure he knows <laughs> Latin. Okay, so this man's multilingual. Please keep that in mind. Wow. He's not pulling this out of his Never back pocket. Never thought of that part. He knows wow. it, wait, you just wait. He knows exactly what he's talking about. Now, I'm just going to say this. In first, all right, so, so in all of Paul's writings, makes up half the New Testament, we start, with, I'm going to talk about 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Ephesians, and 2 Thessalonians. Because in those books, multiple times, you see the word temple, the 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 temple okay? Okay. Y'all follow me now? We are. <laughs> I'm we building to something, okay? So, we go to the first time, well, no, this isn't the first time temple's mentioned, but I want to say this to show you the differentiation that Paul makes. In 1 Corinthians 9, he, and I'm paraphrasing, but he says, now the priests go up to the temple, and in the services of the temple, they do this, and they eat of the food from the temple is what he says. He says temple twice. I just used it three times, but he says it twice. 
The word there in Greek is hieron, right? Because he's talking about the, the structure, the building, where the priests go in and out, and they light the candles and the incense, and, and out front is the, are the altars where the sacrifices are made. That's all a part of the hieron, okay? So twice he uses that. Now, follow me. Nine more times you see the word temple in all of his writing. He never uses the word hieron again. He always uses naos. Now listen to me. He knows that the nuanced definition nickname of the naos is the very same as mikdash because that's Hebrew. This is just the, the Hebrew understanding. The temple is Hebrew. The temple is there, but he's got to speak in, in the Greek language. So he uses naos. Now watch. So you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Wherever... We see the word temple now. It's naos. He never uses hieron again. Never. It's always naos. So I'm going to say the word holy word place. Okay? Because he's, that's what the naos is. The nickname would be the deber. Let me tell you about deber before we go any further. Deber comes from the Hebrew word dabar, D-A-B-A-R. That word means Word. But in the modern Hebrew, it means a thing. Now, isn't that strange? Mm-hmm. Except that the depth of the ancient Hebrew meant a word that is spoken that brings forth a thing. Mm. Does that remind you of Genesis yeah. 1? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And God said yeah. with a word, let there be light. And there was light. That's the imagery of the debar. Wow. Okay? Debar is both a noun and a verb. In the verb, it means to speak. In the noun, it means a word, but modern Hebrews use that word today, and usually they use it to mean the thing. Look at that thing. Look at that debar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, pick up that debar for me. Mm-hmm. But they also know in the back of their mind, it's like the word lazy. I've told you about Zeph Parat with yeah. me. We're taking him around, and we took him through a little town, and, and, and he said, what is this? I said, just a little lazy southern town. Remember that? <laughs> we drove down the road a ways, and he said, you mean nobody works back there? I said, what are you talking about? He said, you said it was a lazy town? I said, nope. No, it's got two different meanings. <laughs> yeah. For a town, it means quaint and quiet and out of the way and peaceful and kind of slow-paced life. But for people that refuse to work, we call them lazy too. There's two different <laughs> meanings with the same word. Right. Is everybody with me? Yes. All right. So when Paul writes, I'm going to use the word holy word place wherever you find naos. And in the English, all you're going to see is temple. Okay. Watch this. Okay. First Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 16, mm-hmm. don't you know that you yourselves are God's holy word place wow. and, that the, and God's spirit lives in you? If anyone destroys God's holy word place, now think about it. In English, yeah. God destroy God's temple. So they're thinking, okay, the temple's going to be destroyed. Oh, the Romans do that. Oh, those evil Romans. He's not talking about that. He already knows Jesus looked at the Pharisees before he went to the cross, and he said, destroy this holy word place, and in three days I will raise it up, Mm. and there will be billions of holy word places all over the world. Mm -hmm. Now that you know what he meant, Jesus uses the word naos. He didn't say, destroy this heiron. 
And in three days, I will rebuild the Hiram. But our English says, destroy this temple and I'll rebuild this temple. And so we develop all kinds of strange ideas and teachings about that. And then right here when he says, whoever destroys God's temple, God's going to destroy. But it's not, it's not Hiram. That's mm. the English interpretation. It is Whoever destroys God's holy word place, God will destroy him. For God's holy word place is sacred, and you are that God's holy word place. Wow. wow. Now, I haven't even gotten to the punchline yet. Okay. We only have a few minutes left, Pastor. Come on. Let's go. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but or, do you see that? If yes. I see that, yes. all right. Now, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Okay. I said this, and I've had several people say, oh my gosh. Okay. This convicts me. Chapter 6, verse 18. Flee from sexual immorality. Mm. All other sins a person commits are outside their body. He who sins sexually, against, he sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is the holy word place of the Holy Spirit who is in you? whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You are bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. Why? Because it is now the holy word place. Wow. There is no temple on the Temple Mount. Wow. Who's the temple? We are. Oh. Born again believers and the church together collectively. Yeah. We are the Jim Baker show. Mm -hmm. That's why I said, pretend like this is the holy word place. Mm -hmm. This is where the word goes out. Mm -hmm. This is where sometimes you've sat right here before I've been beside you when you said, God just spoke to me. Yeah. Let me give you a prophecy. Yeah. God's speaking to you. Mm -hmm. We speak it out. Mm -hmm. This is a, an example of the holy word place. What? Born again people right. up here. Right. We are now the ecclesia in right. the Greek, the yeah. called out ones. Mm -hmm. But more than that, over and over and over, Paul, the most famous rabbi who knows Hebrew wow. and Greek, he's saying, we are that. Now, now, mm. now, that's 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Yeah. Now, go to, um, go to Thessal uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, okay. look at verse 14. Mm -hmm. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common, or what fellowship can light have with darkness? Mm -hmm. What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? That's the name of a demon or Satan himself. Yeah. What does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the holy word place of God and idols? For we are the holy word place of the living God. Let me just ask y'all. Is there any wow. doubt what Paul is talking about here? Wow. No. Is no there doubt. any doubt? No. He never uses the word hieron again. He's wow. using the word naos on purpose because he knows that in Hebrew that's deber or migdash, but the, but, but the explanation of it is found in the word deber. It's the holy word place. It's where God speaks. All right, now watch. Mm -hmm. Here we go. <laughs> go to 2 Thessalonians. Okay. Chapter. Chapter 2. All right. Verse 1. People say, Carl, that's just your interpretation. No, it's not. <laughs> it's Paul's, and I will prove it to you from this passage, okay. but it also okay. it's proven by everything we've just learned. Verse 1, chapter 2. Concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered to him, we ask you, brothers, not to become easily unsettled or alarmed by some prophecy report or letter supposed to have come from us saying that the day of the Lord has already come. Don't let anyone deceive you in any way, for that day will not come until the, now here's the Greek word, apostasia occurs. Yeah. Now watch, watch. Apostasy means a turning away from the truth of God's word. We've got whole denominations that are supporting the LGBT. 
whole denominations that are supporting gay marriage, whole denominations that are supporting transgenderism, whole denominations that don't know what a man or a woman is anymore, whole denominations that do not honor the sanctity of the womb. And those denominations, some of them are mainline denominations that are falling into this apostasy, and other denominations are being built to push the apostasy, which is the world calls the church. But it's not really the church. It's the institutional church. The real church is the holy word place, born-again believers. And then when we congregate, we can call ourselves the church, the ecclesia. Mm -hmm. But watch. So he says, that won't come till the apostasy occurs. And the man of lawlessness is revealed, the man doomed to destruction. He will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that's called God or his worship, and he sets himself up in God's holy word place, Mm. proclaiming himself to be God. Now listen, the word is not he Iran. It's naos. Paul knows what he's talking about, and he's mad at the Thessalonians because they didn't remember it. You want want me to prove it to you? Look at verse 5, the next verse. Don't you remember that when I was with you, I used to tell you these things? Look at verse 15. Mm -hmm. So then, brothers, stand firm and hold to the teachings we passed on to you, whether by word or mouth or by letter. He wrote half the New Testament. Yes. And he's preaching it. And yeah. he only once in one verse, two times, uses the word he, Iran. All the other times he uses the word temple. And over and over he says, don't you know you're the temple? Don't you know your body's the temple? Don't mm. you know the congregation is the temple? Now watch. Listen, go, go, I, I'm going to read this to you. Second Thessalonians, we skipped over it. But it, the, there's another example of the word temple. So he talks, Paul's talking about, he says, listen, for he himself, Jesus is our peace. He has made the, uh, the new The two, one, that's the one new man. He has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing in his flesh the law with his commandments and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two, that's Jew and Gentile, thus making peace. And in this one body, we're called the house of God, we're called the body of Christ, to reconcile both of them through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to those who are far away and peace to those who are near. For through him, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Watch this. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners. You who? You born again people, Jew or Gentile. Now you're, or aliens, but now you're fellow citizens with God's people, Mm -hmm. members of God's household built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises up to become a holy word place wow. in the Lord. Mm. It's right there. Wow. That's a good, wow. Now our English says a temple. Right. So we miss the nuance. Yeah. We're like Zev. You mean nobody works there? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. You missed it all together, Zev. Yeah, right. Because it has two meanings. And when you know the context, and over and over he says, you are the holy word place. You are the holy word place. You are the holy word place. Mm-hmm. We together are the holy word place. This show can be the holy word place. Mm-hmm. My church, my pulpit can be the holy word place. When I was preaching this in conference, just, just in the past, I, I pointed to the pulpit. I said, this is the holy word place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you get to 2 Thessalonians, mm-hmm. he says he will set himself up in the holy word place of God and claim he's God. That's what's happening wow. in the world yes. now. That's right. Churches and denominations, we don't know what a marriage wow. is. We don't know what a man is. We don't know. Our Supreme Court doesn't even know what a woman is. Right. Remember, she was asked. Right. We don't know. We don't know what children are anymore. We're, we're, we're desecrating childhood. We're desecrating the womb in the name of God. 
Mm. We're doing all of this. We're performing marriages outside of what God invented in the garden. Mm. We're doing all of that. The, the apostasia is not yeah. coming. It is here. Yes, yes. That's and, right. and, and this spirit of Antichrist is going to come, the body of it, but the mm-hmm. spirit of it is already yeah. in the holy word place, what used to be the holy word place. Mm-hmm. Yes. The apostasy is here. Yes. Wow. And that's what God's people have to wake yeah. up to because we are ambassadors. Amen. We are priests. Yes. We are a kingdom yes. of priests. Right. We are witnesses. Yeah. We're the, the lot. We are the Noahs. And if we don't start acting like yes. it, we're going to lose everything, wow. brother. You yes. asked me a little while ago right. what's coming in the future. Yes. And I said, well, if we don't straighten our act up, we're going to lose it all. Yeah. And that's when I meant. Why, how can you say that, Carl? Because the Word of God says that. Yeah. The holy word place. It's he will set himself word. up. Now, listen, I'm not here to talk about pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib. And I'm not even here to say, I mean, they, it could be the Antichrist does build a temple on the Temple Mount. But that verse doesn't say that. The word he Aaron would be there. Wow. And Paul would have redefined and said, now, let me tell you what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But nowhere in the New Testament does anybody literally say, the Antichrist is going to build a temple on the Temple Mount in downtown Jerusalem, and that it's not said. Mm. And most people think Paul says it here. That's not what he's talking about. He gets on to Thessalonica saying, I've told you over and over and over what I'm talking about. Mm. I've written it down. The only word I ever use is deber, naos, wow. the holy word place. And I'm telling you, the Antichrist spirit is going to set itself up in there, and we just live through it, and we still are. Mm-hmm. Shut down. Can't sing. That's right. Only so many can come. We'll tell you when you can come back. We'll tell you if you can uh-huh. come back. Mm. Wow. It's powerful. right here powerful. in God's Word. Okay. Mm. Wow. wow. That's a, pa- it is a powerful yeah. teaching. That shows the people who they place. are. Yes. 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 We're, we're the church. We're the Christian. The Holy Word we're place. The Holy My Word place. My God. That's powerful. Thank it you. is. It's, it's, it's it really the is. It's the Word. Take and a that's hold why, of that. And that's why I say, you know, somebody might say, a I, holy word. I'm I'm on a time. So good, but I, I want you to order this show. Yeah. Good, I, that, and I'm good. gonna I'm gonna send you this teaching. But what you just taught, you have my permission, is yes. so powerful because it teaches you that you are the temple of God, Amen. the holy word place, the holy the word naos, place, the deber. Wow. Y- you are. I mean, you are. S- so much more than you even know you are. Yeah. Oh, isn't, isn't that, that right? We are. We are. That's, that's, that's why Jesus told the Pharisees, he winked at them, said, go ahead, kill this holy word place wow. because I'm the body of Christ in the flesh, but the real body of Christ will come after three days after I'm raised again. The real naos is on its way. And what are we called throughout the New Testament? The body of Christ, the the household of God, the the new temple, English, but it says the new naos of God. See, I I want you to Mm. call me and just say, I would like to have Mm -hmm. this video of of Carl Gallup's Uh teaching. Mm Mm-hmm. On who I am, wow. <laughs> yes. I on the that. on the temple. Yeah, we are the temple. Mm. Sorry, the, this is powerful. We are the whole and, 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 and think about sexual sin; it is pervasive. Oh. And what is what it's does Paul just, say there? He says, "Flee from flee, that. All yeah. other sins outside your body. That doesn't mean all other sins okay. But he's saying, but this one, you sin against your own body. Now follow this. Why? 
because you are the holy word. Your body now is the holy word place where the spirit lives. You are mm. not your own. You are bought at a price. That would be like if the high priest on the day of atonement took a prostitute behind the curtains into the holy of holies with him. Mm. That's what God's, that's wow. what Paul's saying. Mm -hmm. You need to cut that sexual immorality out because you are desecrating God's temple. And if you destroy God's temple, he'll destroy you. Yeah. But God shows how elevated you are in Christ. Yeah, that's right, in His eyes. In the temple of God. That's who we are. It's powerful. That's yeah. what's powerful. And Carl Galston said it. Paul said it yeah. about One of the most powerful times. teachings wow. I've ever heard. Well, thank you, brother. Yeah. God bless you. All I, praise I want, to Jesus. I want you to order that tape today, yes. and we'll just send it to you. And if you want to send an offering, that'll be wonderful. It helps keep this ministry on the air. Yes. And, uh, wow. And, and um, if they liked it, they need to send you $10,000. If they didn't like it, but I give you my permission. Help us build the temple of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I really like that. Send 10,000 to heaven. God loves you so very much. Yeah. It's so great to have been with you today. And I want to just come here to share every day with you. And it's up to you whether we stay on the air or not. Thank you. Thank you for, thank you for standing with me. Remember that God loves you. He really does. Bye-bye for today. Bye-bye. We love you. Thank you, Pastor Carl. I want to thank you for watching the Jim Baker Show today. We want to encourage you to stand with us. If you want to support a message of the last days, we bring great men and women of God, the prophets of God, to this program every day. We need to stay on the air till Jesus comes. I need your support today. That monthly giving will keep us on the air. Times are tough, but God's people can make anything happen. With God in, in unity, we can bring miracles to pass. A dollar a day, many are joining that club right now. We also have the Jubilee Club at $50 a month. And then we have my club, the President's Club, at $100 a month. I need your support. Pray about becoming a monthly partner. We are totally in the last days, but we must keep the message of the gospel going forth. We need your support. And I pray that if you have the ability today to give a one-time gift to keep the devil away and to meet our budget this month. We need help desperately. I'm going to personally, for my Social Security, I'm going to give a $1,000 gift today to the ministry. And I hope someone will join with me and give that one-time gift as well. But these monthlies will keep us going till Jesus comes if you'll just do that. So. Call me right now, 1-888-988-1588. Remember that God loves you. He really does. Thank you for calling. Bye-bye.